Tucker on him. Throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks. Stacks, Lads. Join with my man, Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. What's up, Benjamin? How we doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Trying to trying to get over this uh, over this cold or flu or COVID. I, who knows what it was? But uh, it's been it's been sitting there for fuck. It's almost been a week and a half now, and I'm so done with it. Damn. But, uh, living the life, man. Getting ready to move. There we getting go. Getting an office soon. Back How you to, doing? Back to LG. Yep. Back to the stomping ground. Nice man, love it. I just it. can't wait. Can't wait for the office. Love it. Got man. grand plans. Yes, love it. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. I am not doing well, Ben. <laughs> uh, it's been a very rough couple of weeks for me betting baseball. I uh, I was joking with Aaron the uh yes last night actually. You know I was like, man, if I if I was a new better. And these things have happened to me over the course of these two weeks. I mean, I, we're talking some of the worst beats ever, dude. Like, I lose on walk-offs. I lose on teams coming back down six runs. I don't win those games, ever. Yeah. They don't go my way. They just go against me. Perfect example, uh, last Monday, not this Monday, previous Monday, this is when it all started. I have I have the Brewers money line. Corbin Burns on the mound against the Twins. Brewers up five two all game. Gets into the ninth inning. Devin Williams gives up four runs. Devin Williams, who hadn't given up a run all year, gives up four runs in the bottom of the ninth to the Twins, who can't hit. Okay, the Twins haven't haven't scored that many runs since that game. That's how dog shit my luck is. I lose that one. Cool. This Monday, I give out Twins minus 125 on Taproom Sports. Next day, it closes minus 145. We got a great number. Great value there, yeah. We're on the good side. Eh, what happens? Red Sox score eight two-out RBIs, dude. Eight two-out RBIs. What are the odds of that happening? <laughs> two outs, dude. Eight Gotta runs. Close the door. Yeah, and then you go to the opposite way, and then you have, you know, Teams with, uh, you know, runners in scoring position and go 0 for 15. Oh, dude, that's been my luck, dude. Yep. On Sunday, me and Aaron Kidd both on the Blue Jays, up 6 to nothing. Yeah. They lose the game 11 to 6 or 11 to 7, I think the final score was. I mean, that it's it's betting baseball and, like, that's what we – it's a grind. That's what we joke about all the time. It really is. Yep. You have to have fucking – you have to forget about things and just move on to the next day because crazy shit happens, man. Like yeah. today I have Padres. I got them plus 108 last last night. 
They closed minus one twenty. Twenty two cent yep. difference, dude, or or thirty two cent difference, and they're up all game, controlling the game, and Nick Martinez and Josh Hader blow the game. Josh Hader gives up a yep. walk off walk. Yep. Yeah, running the seventh, running the eighth, running the ninth. Yep. It's been incredible, yeah. man. It's been. It's. I'm Just so like glad. This Giants run. It's been incredible. Well, you know, we were talking before we came on. I mean, this Giants team definitely is giving me the 2021 vibes where, like, they just find ways to win. And, like, Mm. they win in the most impractical ways late in the game. And uh, their bullpen is starting to pitch really well, which is what basically kept them together in 2021. And they got timely hits, and it's basically the same thing reoccurring. Like, their bullpen has been the best in – not the best, but top five in baseball since May – they're top seven in, in offense, WRC plus throughout the course of the season. Hitting has never been their issue. Like they rake. Yep. Um you can get them at plus five fifty at FanDuel right now to win the division. I don't think that's a terrible bet. Um I think it's tough getting in front of the Diamondbacks right now because the Diamondbacks probably have the two best starters in baseball and Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen. Mm-hmm. And then they're probably going to add some depth as well on with their pitching. And then, you know, Corbin Carroll second in the MVP odds right now. I know the odds don't really dictate who's actually going to win, but yeah, Corbin Carroll's raking. That team just rakes. Uh, but, man, I, I mean, I think playing the Giants at plus 550 at this point is a very good bet. Padres plus 1,200. I don't think there's any chance that team makes a playoffs. I don't know if, what the odds are for them not to make the playoffs, but I would take it because yeah. that team outside of the top four uh, in Tati, Soto, Soto, Bogarts, and uh, and uh, did I say Bogarts? You said Bogarts. Those yeah. four and Machado. Machado, yeah. They can't hit, dude. Like, they're trotting fucking Rugnet Odor out there every day and fucking... Yeah. Uh, I like Hassan Kim, but he's like he should be like your ninth hitter, and he's batting fifth for this team, dude. He is what one, two, three, four, five. He's he's batting seventh, but at least he was today. Today he was, yeah. Um, But no, you're absolutely right, and you know Kim is is definitely one of those guys that can come in clutch, which is something that I would be very happy with if I was a you know the Padres team. But you've got so many, you know, the, the the difference between your top four and your bottom five is just night and day. And, and that's having Kim play well. Like, yeah, yeah, he's hitting 250, but he's not hitting the ball hard. He's not going to be the one who hits the ball on the park. He can come in clutch, but that's pretty much it. You know, Jake Cronenworth, Odor, Grisham, Nola, you're not uh, carpet. <laughs> fucking old man Gary Sanchez. I mean, Sanchez looked good for a week. <laughs> now he's kind of exactly, been for a falling week, back down there. Now earth. he's gone back to, you know, the six teams that waved him because couldn't hit. He's couldn't hit and he's and he's not a good defensive fuck. catcher. Yeah. He's not so, that old, bro. He's he's like he's only like 30. He's probably not even 30 yet. He's old. Nah, no way. He's, he's 30. Almost well, 31 in December, so 30 and a half. That ain't old, Ben. <clears throat> For a catcher, that's pretty old. That ain't, dude, Yachty Molina played till he was 41. I know, but he's a 
he's a, a unicorn. Gary Sanchez's problem is that he's not a good def- he's not a good enough defensive catcher to make up for him being on the field if he's not swinging the bat well. So if he's yeah. not swinging the bat well, he's basically unplayable. Yeah, and that's kind of where he's always kind of fallen into. Uh, yeah, I mean the Padres they got issues. Um, that's the problem when you trade a lot of depth, dude. You know what I mean to get. Yep stars you you fall into this problem like you can't have five guys in your lineup that just can't hit dude like it just doesn't work i'm trying to see how many runners were left on base today oh i mean they left a ton dude they had 11 hits and only scored fucking three runs yeah and one of their runs is a solo home run 10 hits two walks yeah just it's just they're just an incredibly bad team. Look at this stat right here, Ben. Two for ten runners in scoring position today. Ben, what do you think the Padres are hitting with runners on runners in scoring position for the entire season? What do you think they're hitting? What do you think their uh, average is? One seventy seven. Close one ninety nine. Okay, well they were two for ten today, and I figured it was worse than that. So no team Bogart's- has ever hit below two hundred <coughs> with runners in scoring Bogart's position. Oh for three today. And he had bases loaded in the top of the ninth. Yeah. And that's a that's an issue, dude. If you're paying a guy like that and he can't come mm-hmm. up big for you, dude. Yep. Like what are you paying him for? Paying him for nothing. This team fucking sucks, dude. Like yep. they're dog shit. 75 WRC plus with runners in scoring position, which is second worst behind only the Kansas City Royals. Just an abysmal fucking team. And the reason for that is because like they don't mind walking the Manny Machados and the Juan Sotos because they know no one behind them is going to hit, dude. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. And with one seventy-seven average, you have numbers to show that. Or sorry, one ninety-seven average. You have numbers to to you know prove that. They lead the league and or they're second in the league in strikeout percentage with runners in scoring position, only behind the Minnesota Twins. What's GIDP? Grounded into double play. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. Thank you. Oh, there we go. Left on base, 10. Giants left on base, 7. Just a bit. You can't win games like that, dude. No. No, and it's it's been a hell of a run for the Giants. And, you know, this was definitely a, a series that I thought we're going to have some issues going into San Diego. I mean, granted, I know San Diego is struggling, but, you know, they're still a good team. They still put up runs. And that's where, you know, the Giants are, you know, what they're known for is letting other teams put up runs again. Then. And somehow they're hitting the ball right now. And that's that's been beautiful. But oh, I'm not seeing this problem like I thought we were going to have. I mean, these have been close games. But, I mean, going into tomorrow, I'm not that worried. Yeah, I mean, the Giants got out of there. Like, their bullpen has been absolutely fucking taxed the last week, dude. Like, I showed you the the chart. Yeah. I mean, they literally only had, like, three guys available today. And even then, like, they one of the – they threw Beck, who, you know, he threw 50 pitches a day. He he thrown, like, two days ago. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be interesting because tomorrow they're def- they're scheduled right now to have a bullpen game. I I don't know how they're going to get through a game with a bullpen game, but yeah. And I, then you've got against you Darvish, but I mean they might put up eight runs against you Darvish like the way the yeah. Giants are hitting like I don't know. Padres to me are just impossible to back after the last two games. I can't do it. Yeah, 
I'm thinking they're going to get one out of these four, though. Maybe, but I mean, like, today was the perfect spot, man. Like, their Giants bullpen was taxed. They were throwing a starter who I don't even think had pitched all year. Yeah. And then. No, Discoff. Oh, yeah, they threw Discoffini. He sucks. He stinks. They threw Discoffini. It's like they get three runs on him, and then this Beck guy comes in, and they can't even score. Yeah, which is also astonishing because Beck last year was. Trash. Rough. Yeah, very rough. Padres suck, man. This team fucking sucks, dude. If you're a Padres fan, my apologies. Your team fucking sucks, and you spend a lot of money on that team to suck. A lot of money. Yep. I'd rather be an ace fan, which I am. <laughs> and well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks with that team moving forward. Like you have to re-sign Soto, bro. That that team, has, that team has no heart, dude. They have no fucking heart. Yeah. They play like fucking spoiled bitches. <laughs> They're not good at all. And the funny thing is, is like you bring in a guy like Rugnet Odor, who's like a great leader, right? Like we saw what he did with Baltimore last year. Like he wasn't good necessarily on the field, but he was like a great locker room leader, right? And the Orioles have talked about it, how he really helped mentor a lot of those young guys in that mm. dugout. They bring him into San Diego, but you got fucking money bags, Machado. Fucking Soto, Bogarts, Tatis. Like, these guys don't care, dude. They fucking go home to their mansions and and fuck their badass bitches and live in their yachts and whatever. Like, they don't give a fuck at the end of the day. And that's a problem with... That's that's my been my issue with baseball forever, dude. Is like, we saw the Yankees been for so long, they would just, like, try to pile on money and just buy a team. And it never worked, dude. It never fucking worked. They would always lose to like the fucking Diamondbacks or the Marlins, these teams with up and coming players that were built from the ground up with hungry dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we see this over and over again, dude, you can't just buy a team. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. And like Juan Soto is probably one of the hardest working dudes in that locker room. Right. Uh, you know, Tatis, he plays with, like, an edge, and he plays, like, swaggerish and stuff. But, like, I also don't think Tatis really gives a fuck about anything other than himself and his yeah. numbers. Like, he don't give a fuck if they win or lose. Yeah. I mean, I'm not – I don't know that for sure. Don't take this as that. But I'm just saying this is the perception I get from this team. Like, who's the leader in that clubhouse? Yeah. Who's the guy yeah. that's sitting there saying, yo, this team is too talented to be this bad? Who is that guy that's stepping up and saying that? They don't yeah. have him. They or don't. they may they might in Rugnet Odor or Nelson Cruz, but they're not listening. They're not doing it, yeah. Well, and it's it's crazy to think too, because I just pulled up their their uh their future payrolls. And you've got uh so let's see, and I'm just gonna go through these, not in any order or anything, but you've got uh Pomeranz, you've got Blake Snell, so Pomeranz free agent. Blake Snell free agent. You've got Soto in arbitration. You've got Blake Snell's their best pitcher agent. too. You can yep. like... Nick Martinez arbitration. Waka free agent. Lugo free agent. Garcia free agent. Carpenter free agent. Grisham arbitration. Nolan arbitration. Uh, sorry, Nola arbitration. Tim Hall, uh, Hill arbitration. Uh, Morjan arbitration. Well, Arb's uh, Arb's normal, and a lot of these guys aren't are only going to get like seven hundred thousand to a million. Yeah, you've got Ryan Weathers, who's trash. free arbitration. Nelson Cruz, free agent. 
He's going like, to retire. Gary Sanchez, free agent. Cole Hamels, free agent. Cole Hamels? Like, oh, yeah, he's still getting He's, he's still, still getting, getting paid? paid. Yeah, 100, 100K this year. How long are they but paying that motherfucker? Is this his last year they're paying him? This is the last year he's getting paid, yeah. Jesus so, Christ. like, well, and this is also saying one year, 100K. So he might be getting 100k for like the next 10 years or something. Contracts, I don't I don't know yeah. what his uh what his deal yeah. was, but that that's a lot. That's a lot of people that they have to you know make decisions on. Well, arbitration, you're not losing those guys because you're just you're you're giving them yeah. a number, they give you a number. If you don't agree, you go to arbitration court, the arbitration judge judge settles. I mean, somebody can still Nah, you, nah, because no, you can't. No one can sign you, you in arbitration. You're under con. You are an unrestricted free. You're, I mean, you're a restricted free agent. Only the Padres can negotiate with them. Nobody else can. Yeah, but if they, if no, isn't it that somebody can come in and give them a higher number, and that the Padres have that option to? Nope, that's after arbitration. You have to be out of arbitration. So the way your MLB contract works, you have six years of team control. Once your MLB clock starts, you have six full mm-hmm. years. So you have pre-arb, pre-arb, pre-arb. Your pre-arb is a 20% increase every single year mm-hmm. on your salary. So okay. if you're, if let's say you're a top draft pick, right? You're, you so sign. You're, you're looking at Trent Grisham at $3 million this year. He's pre-arb? He's arbitration. So he's arbitration. So his salary is based on basically his credentials. So if you're an all-star center fielder hitting this much, that's what you're compared to. So the mm-hmm. Padres will say, okay, this is what we think you're worth, right? Then his his agent will say, well, this is what we think he's worth. And yeah. if they can't meet on an arbitration number, then they go to an arbitration judge. And the arbitration yeah. judge decides who wins. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it, if San Diego doesn't want to pay that, they can let him go to free agency. They can waive him at that point, yeah. yes. Okay. But yeah. it's it's usually very unlikely yeah. Um, especially with a guy like Trent Grisham, like if he goes to arbitration this year, he's only batting like one seventy seven. I mean, he might even get waived regardless because the Potters are gonna be like, We don't even want to pay you three million, dude. Like yeah. <laughs> you ain't even worth three mil. Yeah. Because you have to increase their salary. You can't pay them less than their arbitration mm-hmm. number the previous year. So like Juan Soto Soto going to arbitration. So Juan Soto, he's getting what right now, twenty six million this year? Twenty three. So he'll probably get around twenty eight ish because he'll be an all star. He'll yeah, he'll get around twenty thirty, and then he goes into free agency next year if they only signed him to a one year deal. I was gonna say it's probably in the Padres' best interest to negotiate a long term deal at this point. Yeah, because if you let him, if you pay him like twenty eight in arbitration this year, he goes into a contract year and balls out next year. Then you're looking yeah. at a really really big contract. Um, yeah. So you're seeing a lot of teams like the Braves kind of like became the forefront forefront on it is like before guys, even when they're in pre-arb, they're like, yo, we're going to lock you up for like seven years. Mm-hmm. Right. So that way it's beneficial to the player in case they get hurt. It's beneficial to the team in case the player balls out. Like Michael Harris, for example, wins yeah. rookie of the year. They lock him up for seven years. You know, yeah. same thing happened with Madison Bumgarner. And he was with the Giants, if you don't re- remember. Which I honestly hurt Madison Bogart in the long run because he could have made a lot more money 
but it is what it is. He liked what he was doing, you know? Um, Yeah, the Padres situation is going to be very interesting going forward, Ben. Like, um, I mean, if you're the owner of that team, like, you're paying all this money and you're in fourth place in your own division or yeah, it's like, I mean, what did, what did, the, what would your thoughts be? What would your opinion be like? What would you want to do? What did I see? 200 and. That caused me to release 249 million in guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Like AJ, AJ Preller is definitely losing his job this year. I can guarantee you that he's the general manager who I've also I've always said is not a good general manager. People have given me pushback on it. He was the assistant GM uh, for the Texas Rangers when they were really good. When they had like Michael Young and Elvis Andrews mm-hmm. and uh, Hamilton and stuff. And uh, I'm 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 against this style of building a baseball team. And I've always said like I've been saying for the last couple of years, dude. AJ Preller, he's absolutely gutted this farm system. They have no depth in their farm. Yep. And you know if this doesn't work out. Like, he's going to be the one on the hook, dude. And he's yep. definitely going to lose his job this year. So, uh, AJ one, Preller. This team is going to suck for a long time. Yeah, likely. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Back to the old San Diego days. I think. But this is the thing, Ben. Like, if they were to get a Freddie Freeman type player in that locker room, I think it would change things. And I know that's yeah. like, I know that's like crazy to say because, like, you know, Freddie Freeman is obviously not. He's a He's locked up. You know, is there another guy like Freddie Freeman that maybe they can pull into the locker room? Like, you know who would be ideal for that locker room? Joey Votto. Would the Reds yeah. be willing? No, they wouldn't be willing because nope. the Reds are good. Yep. You know, but well, I was thinking um, um, Brendan Belt. Same same type deal there. Uh, no, because locker. he had th- this player that they signed. Has to be better than these guys were, or at their same level. And Joey Votto at one point was like he was an MVP candidate. Like he was one yeah, of the best okay, players in the yeah. league. I mean, you you've got Belt coming in with three rings. That that doesn't hurt. Yeah, but he was never like the reason why they won those. That's three true. Rings. That's true. Okay, I can see Votto being there. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm thinking of these players. Like, who can they bring in that could like hold this locker room accountable? Like I think Joey Votto definitely could, but obviously I don't think the Reds would be willing to trade him. No. Nope. Maybe like this might sound crazy, but maybe they should have signed Carlos Correa over Xander Bogarts because Correa has won a World Series. He's been an All Star. He's been in top five MVP. You know what I mean? Like. Maybe that's the kind of player. Yeah, there's just there's such a question mark with him. With his injuries, I, I still think. Well, injuries, yeah, but I mean, like, locker room leadership, though. Yeah, but I, I still think Bogart has more upside than than Korea. So I, I think that was a, a good decision there. I think they could pull in. I don't know. Who's. Who's a good enough catcher? Who's a good enough? I mean, you can't pull in a third baseman because you've got Machado there. You've got to find like a someone, dude. Yeah, you have to find that catcher, that or, Molina, or an outfielder. 
They just uh, they need yeah, a leader, it would have to dude. Be a center fielder, yeah. They just they need a leader, dude. They yep. don't have that right now. Yep. I think that's their issue. So you had mentioned um, Corbin Carroll earlier in the the episode, and I wanted to talk to about his you know rookie of the year race. Oh, um, it's over, dude. <laughs> Unless he gets hurt, though? dude. Yes. Do you think? Because I'm uh, bro. He's the, putting the, up trout like numbers in trout's yeah. rookie year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we can. We can definitely see the numbers wise that he is top notch. He is he's the one that that's going to be there. Who would you bet over Corbin Carroll? I, I mean, if things stay, that's that's the thing, and the insertion of Ellie in. The Cincinnati lineup. Ben, I have a ticket on Ellie De La Cruz, forty six to one to win the NL Rookie of the Year, and I'm telling you right now that shit might be fucking donation, dude. I, I uh, Corbin Carroll, he, dude, he's second leading in NL NL MVP odds right now, dude. Not just Rookie of the Year MVP, but I, I don't think he's gonna keep up these numbers. I don't know, dude. He's really good. <laughs> He, oh, he absolutely is. And you know what they absolutely always, you know what, you know what they always say keeps you out of a slump. Being really good, being Your fast, speed. Well, yeah, because you can well, beat out infield well. singles and shit. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, if Corbin Carroll and Ellie continue how the season's going, Corbin Carroll's gonna win. Like it's gonna take Corbin taking making a big slump, and Ellie keeping up his pace. <sighs> Plus, the Reds have four other rookies on that team that could also... McLean could definitely be in the conversation. I mean, there's a lot of guys in that could be in there. And then you also got to think, you know, Yuri Perez is over here in Miami. Dude, look, he might, he might finish top five in the Cy Young. Yeah, they're not going to give it to a pitcher, though. I know, I know. I said that. We talked about it with Strider. I don't think they would give it to a pitcher. But the crazy <clears throat> thing about Yuri, Ben, is he gets better and better every single start. Which is wild to even think about, considering how good he's been. I'm looking at these numbers, and I can see Ellie catching Corbin Carroll. I mean, I hope. I hope so. I mean, Ellie's got more power, so he could definitely hit more home runs. But, man, Corbin Carroll, that's a special player, Ben. I, I don't disagree with you at all there. I don't disagree with you at all. But looking at these numbers, I mean... You're comparing, so, you know, thirteen tell, so games read to off, seventy-one games. So read off their read off their stats real quick, man. Average okay. OPS. Hold on, I'm gonna. I need to split my screen here so I can get both of these up on uh, on the same level. Give me stolen bases too, and I want their WAR and WRC plus as well. What's Carol's war like? Three point one. Four. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Trying to get these numbers, these these pages lined up so we can make right. this make this easier. Okay. Games played. Corbin Carroll seventy one. Ellie thirteen. Okay. 
So you're looking at 52 at-bats compared to 254. So five times as many at-bats. And you've got 55 runs to 13. 13 Scored. times five, you're going to be looking at 65 to 55 right now, numbers-wise. Okay. Hit 16 to 77. So... Ellie only got 16 hits? He's got 16 hits right now in 50 at-bats. He's got a better average than Corbin right now. Yeah, but, I mean, he could also, you know. That's 80 80 hits compared to Corbin Carroll's 77. So, I mean, it's, like, right there. Ellie has uh, three doubles compared to Corbin's 13. So, that puts it at 15 to, sorry, uh, Corbin's 19. So 15 to 19. Triples, Ellie, one. Corbin has three. So that puts it five to three in triples. Home runs, Ellie has two. Uh, Corbin has 16. So that's 10 to 16 runs. RBIs, it would be 30 to 40. What's TB? Total bases. Okay. Total bases, 100 and... It's like 135 to 150. What's their WRC plus in war? Because that'll wait that'll wait the games and stuff. I don't see uh, WRC plus here on, on my stats. War, 3.7 to 0.4. Who has 0.4? Ellie? Ellie, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's going to take... Ellie's got a lot to prove, man. Corbin's... Ellie's a good player, man. Don't get me wrong, but Corbin is... Uh, Ellie's got a chance. Corbin is very, very, very good. Very and especially good. in the division that he's in, those numbers are going to get inflated. Sure, and if but I, the thing, my my thinking too has been is that if the Diamondbacks win their division, Corbin Carroll's a big reason why. Yeah. And they play but in a much tougher divi- division. Did we, did we ever see... Cincinnati even coming close to taking that division? Nah, but did we think Arizona was going to win that division? With, we had with Arizona pa- in our top two or three. With Padres and Diamond and Dodgers in there? We had them at three. We, we, yeah, yes. we didn't think we they had, were going to win, though. No, we had them. We didn't like, think they were going to win, though. Between two, three. Oh, absolutely. We thought the Dodgers. Jordan Dodgers was the only one that actually right gave the Diamondbacks a chance to win the division. Yeah, I, uh, that's, I won't disagree with that at all. I had them... You know, fighting second and third with uh, with with San Diego. But I mean, the big Finally reason why the third. Diamondbacks are as good as they are is because Corbin Carroll is that good. And they're and Merrill Kelly and lot. Zach Gallen. <laughs> yeah, and Monte is playing well, and Christian Walker is playing well. Like, yeah, but I mean, Corbin Carroll, like he's their lead. He's their leadoff hitter, L. dude. He's their table setter. And, like, yeah, since Cattell Marte's come back, the Diamondbacks have only lost two games. And he didn't yeah. even start in those two games that, he, that they lost. Well, I mean, Marte's played 68 games so far. So he's 68 out of the 70. He's he's played a, a good chunk. No, but he got he got hurt for a minute. I'm he's sorry. He's two he, games. He's played in 68 Cattell? games. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, Cattell, I mean, he... he oh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah, 68. Sorry, out of the 71. Are you sure? Yep. Games played 68. Cattell's, he's special. 
it's they have had i mean they're the fucking it's bruce bochy man he finds a way to win with as you would call it i mean these guys aren't just jags but a lot of them are just jags who a lot of these arizona players that's what i'm saying corbin's nice oh absolutely he he elevates that entire lineup. <clears throat> oh my god, you got to remind me when we get off air. I got to tell you the funniest fucking story. I can't say it on there though. Okay. After we get off, remind me. Let's move over to these games we got to talk about. We spent way too much fucking time on this dog shit fucking Padres team, dude. But it was a good conversation. I yep. like it. I like it. Uh, all right, so the first game we're going to talk about for tomorrow. People have been waiting 30 minutes. They've been listening to us fucking trash the Padres and fucking talk about. Well, I, I think see Angels GM said it's unlikely they're going to trade. Uh, well, I mean, they're in contention, dude. They're in. Yeah. They're only, what, f- four and a half back of first place in the division. And they're, yeah. if, the play, if the season were to end today, they'd be in the playoffs. So, I mean, it doesn't make. It's like I was telling Irv, dude, like. He he thinks that Otani's automatically going to be a Dodger. It's like, dude, if the Angels make the playoffs, he's probably an Angel next year. Why wouldn't he be? He's always said like he just wants to play. He wants to play in big games. So if the Angels make the playoffs, like why would he not play for them? Yeah. Unless he unless this Trout decline is is really real. Yeah. Then I might consider it because. I mean, Trout's been awful this year, dude. He has not been, been good. Awful. Yeah. But, I mean, the Angels are winning, dude. They got seven nice innings from Reed Detmers today and couldn't put up any runs to help it. It's like, yeah, dude, see, that's whenever the, problem, the Angels yeah. get good starting pitching, they can't hit. Whenever they get yeah. bad, st- whenever they get good offense, they can't pitch. It's like up and down, man, but we'll figure it out. They'll figure it out, I guess. Um, all right, let's talk about this game, One of our first game tomorrow, Ben. Um, we got the Orioles at the Tampa Bay Rays. We got uh, one of my favorite pitchers going for the Orioles, Tyler Wells, six and two on the year, three point two ERA, point eight six WHIP. He will be opposing Taj Bradley, four and three on the year, four point one nine ERA, one point three WHIP. Currently, the Tampa Bay Rays minus one fifty, a dollar fifty on the money line. Baltimore plus a dollar twenty five. The totals at eight. Juice to the over, minus 115. What do you think about this game here? I, I love the over, to be honest. Um, it is a little bit juiced here, but if you look at the way that Tyler Wells has pitched and look at the way that Tosh Bradley, especially Tosh Bradley, has pitched, um, I think it's it's something you can definitely look at. Um, you know, the last three starts uh, against not, I mean, not so great offenses, Uh Tyler Wells has been letting up some runs uh, to he has been winning, but he has been letting up some runs, uh, two runs again in the eight, three win against San Francisco, two runs in the three, two win against Kansas city and two runs in the four, two win against Toronto. Um, so, you know, those are the only runs that they're allowing. But then when you got Taj Bradley on the Hill, who does not go deep into games uh, for the season gone is five and two thirds. Um, you look at two starts ago, we only went three and two thirds. He is allowing a lot of runs, um, you know, with that three point, what was it? Or sorry, four point 
4.2 ERA, yep. 4.19 ERA. Um, you know, he's he's just not getting deep into games, and I think that's where Baltimore can you really put some runs up. Um, you know, against against the Rays, and you know the Rays are going to put up runs. Um, so I think you can really my best bet of this game, even just looking from the start of it, is the over eight, especially at eight. I actually like the under. Why? First of all, Taj Bradley, like, yeah, his surface metrics are terrible, but when you look deeper into his starts, you know, he's he has a high K rate, which is always good, 34% K rate. Um, his biggest issue, three, three walks per nine, but his XFIP, 2.19, his Sierra, 3.08. So the numbers tell you... His come against shit teams, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, they... I mean, you look at, at the, yeah, but the, Ben, you look at the Orioles in the last month on the road against right-handed pitching, 71 WRC plus 25% K rate, only slugging 371 ISO of 147. I mean, this team has not been hitting right-handed pitching on the road. I know they knocked around glass now today. Um, and it was kind of like, cause on the season, they have a 104 WRC plus they've been 71 WRC plus the last month on the road. So, obviously, we're going to find a median in there at some point, right? But, dude, the Rays are also really fucking good at home. They're the best team at home. They only have eight losses at home this year. It's hard to fade them. Absolutely. Um, And also, Tyler Wells, high-K pitcher as well. Like, you know. But, again, you look look at Tosh Bradley. When he got his high strikeout games, you're playing the Oakland A's. You're playing the Chicago Cubs. You're playing the Cincinnati at the beginning of the year. Toronto. And you're playing Boston at the beginning of the year. Toronto, we got seven Ks in four innings. Yeah, he allowed nine hits against those seven Ks, though. Yeah, I mean, he's had a lot of bad luck, though. I mean, his average, his beat, his Babbitt batting average on balls in play is 363. The league average is like 280. I mean, so you're just seeing a lot of... A lot of bad, like there, there's positive regression coming for him, is what I'm saying. Like, will it come in this start? Maybe not, but I'm saying it's coming. Positive regression is coming, and you don't want to be on the wrong side of it. I don't necessarily love the over or the under. I think minus one fifty is way too much to lay in this spot too against Tyler Wells and in, in the Orioles. However, you know the Orioles did have to throw Yenier Cano and Ho- Jose Bautista today. Uh, therefore, I don't know if both will be available tomorrow, given the, but they may be considering the fact that they are off on Thursday. They do have a day off, so maybe they throw both guys two days in a row, and those two guys are fucking nails, dude. So if the Orioles have a lead going into the seventh inning, it is over. Eighth inning, I should say. Seven and two-thirds. Yenier Cano can go more than the inning. Um, Not with this pitch count, though. How many pitches did he throw today? You were I was just you were saying that they were high. Let me pull it up. Well my thing is they're off Thursday, so like they don't have to use them on Thursday, so they might be willing to extend them. No pitch twenty nineteen pitches today. Yeah, he's available tomorrow. Bautista? Nineteen. He's available tomorrow. So you know, both those guys can go multiple innings. Oh, they used six pitchers today. Yeah, that's the problem with the Orioles, Ben, is that their middle relief pitching, like, they have the two best relievers in all of baseball. 
Mm-hmm. But all their other relievers fucking suck, dude. Like, yep. they are ass. And you just never... Like, Kyle Bradish went five innings, pitched a gem, and then Brian Baker couldn't get anybody out. He pitched a third of an inning. Yep. Fucking... Uh, Three earned. Bauman yeah. came in. He pitched a third of an inning. Then they had to throw Kaluma. I mean, they couldn't. Even, they had. They needed three pitchers to get through one inning. Yep. To not blow a five run lead. That's my issue with the Orioles. Uh, which is why, in my opinion, I am not betting this game. I think a dollar fifty is too much to lay against the Orioles in this spot, though. But if I were to play this game, because this is the thing, Ben, you have the best road team against the best home team mm-hmm. in this game. And I love Tyler Wells. I will never, ever bet against Tyler Wells as long as I live. So if I'm going to bet this game, it's Orioles' first five or it's nothing. That's it. Yeah, I can see Orioles' first five. But then if I bet Orioles' first five, I might as well take them full game because if they have a lead in the seventh inning, it's over. But then I have to... I have to make sure they get to that seventh inning with a lead because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen in that sixth yeah. inning. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Wells can can get you that distance. Six and two-thirds in his last... And he's gone six. He's averaging six innings pitched a game. So, yeah. I mean, it's a good chance, but again, like... It's just it's hard to it's hard to fade the Rays at home is what I'm saying. Like it's very difficult because they're a very good home team. Yep. Who pitched for the Rays today, Ben? Uh, you had Glassnell with the start four and a third. Armstrong went one and two thirds with twenty four pitches. Adam went an inning with thirteen pitches. So Adam Stevenson an inning with thirteen pitches. And Deekman an inning with twenty one. They threw Jason Adam today. Yep. Huh. Thirteen pitches for a full inning. He didn't pitch for like a whole week. So, the Fairbanks pitch. Mm-mm. Damn, they got they got all their high leverage relievers available tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a tough handicap here. Like, I'm not playing this game. If I were to get to the window with a ticket, it's O's first five just because I don't fade Tyler Wells. Um, You think first five run line is going to be, or sorry, uh, over under four, um, four and a half? Four, probably. Maybe four and a half. Yeah, because the spot just, like, it just screams Tampa Bay like you have to take Tampa in this spot like it's a good Tampa spot but again dude like you know how's Bradley yeah I mean his underlying metrics are good and on the flip side Tyler Wells like the the underlying metrics don't love him but you know I it's like I've told you before like he's six foot seven dude and like those guys are just different on the mound because the way the ball comes at you like you could throw 93 from at six foot seven but you're throwing at like a foot less than normal people, you know what I mean? Or two yeah. feet. So it comes at you like 95, 97. Yep. You know, and people talk about it all the time about Tyler Wells. Like his length is just it's weird. Same with Yuri Perez for the Marlins, six foot seven. Yeah, shit's crazy. And it's like Tyler Wells, like 
I don't know. He gets like better and better every start. I feel like, except against the Royals, the Royals like to hit him. Um, but everyone else, like, you know, he does a hell of a good job. Only a one ninety one BABIP too. Um, so he's giving up a lot of soft contact, and you know, obviously, like I said, the league average is like two eighty, so that's likely to go up. The Rays are good at home, man, but the Rays have been due for regression offensively, bro. They've been like. On a historical and we've been pace. That. We've been saying that forever, though. But, I mean, they have been in the last week, two weeks. Though they split the series against the A's. Yeah. I well, there was an emotionally packed game there, too. Which I think had, had something to play with that that second one. One of the but, games? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. So, O's first five is my lean. I... I'm not going to lie to you or the listeners. I'm probably not getting to the window at all with with either of these. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. We got the uh, Astros versus the Mets. We had to do a an audible here because the Dodgers haven't named a starter yet. We wanted to talk Dodgers-Angels, <clears throat> but the Dodgers haven't named a starter. Probably going to be a bullpen game. Probably lean the Angels, especially given the way they lost tonight. Yeah, that's rough. Um, so the Mets are going to be throwing. Uh, well, first of all, Mets lost tonight, four to two. Astros win. Astros snapped a, a what was it? Five game losing skid. Five uh, in a row. Yeah, five in a row. They lost. Yeah. <clears throat> um, snapped the losing streak. Had their ace Framber Valdez on the mound. They're throwing Christian Javier, which might as well be an ace too. He's seven and one on the year, two point nine ERA, one point oh four WHIP, going against Tyler McGill, six and four, four point eight three ERA, one point six uh, one WHIP. Currently, the Astros are laying a dollar sixty. This line actually has moved twenty cents since it opened. It opened minus one forty. Uh, the Mets plus one thirty. Totals at eight and a half. Juice to the over, which is very strange to me. Um, what do you think about this one, Ben? Yeah, I'm going to say juice the over just because of Miguel. Um, yeah, but the Astros bad. haven't been able to hit nobody lately. Yeah, that's that's very very true. Um, I mean, Miguel has has struggled. Um, my best bet of this game is going to be Miguel under strikeouts. It's probably going to be at like four and a half, five, um, and that's that's going to be that's going to be rough for him to to even come close to. Um, you know, I, I think you gotta you gotta back Christian Javier here um, for you know at least the first five. Um, you know, he has been pitching lights out over these you know the last. He's been good. Wow, month and a half, two months. I mean, all through May. Um, you know, he his last two games have been losses, but that's you know no contribution to him. Um, maybe the Cleveland game when you know Cleveland went just absolutely ate shit and scored 10 runs there. But um, he, Christian Javier has been really good. Um, and can Houston, big question, can they get him enough runs? You know, they, they did a decent job tonight. Um, but, you know, the Mets struggle. The Mets majorly struggle. I, I don't so- know if we can ever back the Mets. 
So Houston in the last month at home against right-handed pitching, 107 WRC plus, 211 ISO, which is really good considering how bad they've been. Um, Against right-handed pitching in general the last month, 90 WRC plus, 182 ISO. Against right-handed pitching on the season, 95 WRC plus, 146 ISO. Keep in mind, we don't have Jordan in the lineup tomorrow. Um, The Mets against right-handed pitching, 101 WRC plus on the year, 152 ISO, 20% K rate. And then in the last month, the Mets, 98 WRC plus against right-handed pitching, 163 ISO. On the road in the last month, New York Mets, uh, 116 WRC plus, 216 ISO against right-handed pitching. But a 25% K rate, which is high. And Christian Javier is a good strikeout pitcher. He's striking out 24% of batters this year. He has a 4.26 Sierra, 4.51 XFIP, 260 BABIP, so under league average. I don't understand why his XFIP is so high. Yeah, the Mets can't hit a fucking beach ball in the month of June. Yeah, they've been bad offensively, dude. I'm guessing because his Christian Javier is like a high fly ball rate. That might be why his XFIP is high, but I mean, dude, he only gave up five hits against the uh, Nats, but only struck out two. He's only struck out four batters in his last two starts, which may be concerning, to be honest. Yeah, but he just only walked three. Yeah, but only striking out four, Ben? That's yeah. in 11 yeah. innings? That's not good. Maybe he's getting tired? I don't know. But, I mean, dude, he's only given up more than one run one time since May 16th. Yeah. That was to... Cleveland when they were on their hot streak. I actually kind of like the under, dude. I know yeah. Tyler McGill is bad, but he was good in his last start. Only one earned in six innings, seven Ks. Yeah, but his previous start was atrocious. It was, but that was a terrible spot for the for them to. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I just like look at these two teams. Like neither of them have been able to hit lately. <clears throat> Um, yeah, this is a tough one. I think my where I'm going for him on this one is I don't think you can back Tyler McGill. Yeah, I don't think so either. I would honestly play if you can get I'd Houston like first five Houston. Well, I think if you I think if you can get Houston under minus one sixty, like there's some books that have a minus one fifty, minus one fifty four. I think that's a good play there. I also love backing teams that that snap losing streaks because then they're like, oh, we figured out how to win, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, dude. Houston's bullpen, too, has also been kind of concerning because they're usually nails, but they haven't been nails this year as much. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Presley hasn't been as good as he normally has been. 
their bullpen this year, I mean, they're the fourth best bullpen for ERA, 3.46, 3.97 XFIP. Uh, I kind of like the under, man. I mean, the Astros could... I like the Astros, too. I kind of like the Astros and the under, because I could see the Astros winning this game like 4 nothing, or or 3-2. Yeah. to two. yeah, but I can also see it being a fucking... 11 to 13. Uh, maybe, maybe not 11 to 13, but maybe like a 8 to 4, 8 to 3. But these teams, the Astros haven't scored eight runs in fucking. Yeah, but Tyler McGill has allowed 15 runs. No, 10 runs against Chicago. Oh, sorry. Uh, six runs against Colorado, six runs against Chicago, nine runs against Pittsburgh. Eh, so maybe we just take Astros. Yeah. I mean, he does have his games where he only allows one Dude, against minus, St. Louis, one against Toronto. Laying a dollar fifty on a team that can't hit, though, is fucking... That's tough, dude. Yeah. I think that's why you just do first five. So it's going to be a one-two-nothing game. Yeah. You might be right there. Show him on the mound. Javier, and that's that's it. Ben, I no. think we got starting pitcher for the Dodgers tomorrow. Okay. Michael now that I closed all my uh all my stuff out. Um hold on. Let me just verify real quick. I'm seeing I'm seeing reports. I just want to verify with the Dodgers official website first before I say this. <clears throat> oh, no, Dodgers still saying TBD. People are reporting Michael Grove, though, is going to start tomorrow. Against Shohei Otani. <laughs> Shohei hasn't been that good though starting lately, but that's a good that's a good spot. Um, yeah, as far as Houston's concerned, I, I think you're right, Ben. First five minus one fifty. Yep. Um, but I mean, like the Astros have the better bullpen than the Mets too, though. So like, if you like Astros first five, you might as well take them full game. the bullpen look like today well he threw Presley but Presley hasn't even been that good let's see let's see I'm pulling that up right now okay oh wow Valdez went eight and then Presley went an inning and then Verlander went seven, and Brigham went one. That's for the Mets. Oh, yeah, for the Astros. Valdez went. He went eight innings, right? Went eight. Yeah, yeah Presley so went one. Their whole bullpen's fucking good to Both go. Both of these teams' bullpens are good, yeah. Their bullpen was taxed, too. They needed that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I kind of like the Astros, bro. 
I ain't gonna lie to you. Mets stink. Team sucks. You know who also sucks? The Padres. Yep. 100%. All right, let's move on to... uh, deny that. Let's move on to our last game. We got uh, the Diamondbacks versus the Brewers. Talking about Corbin Carroll... Zach Gallon versus Teheran. Tehran. 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 Julio Tehran. Uh, where is it? I got to pull it up right here. All right. Uh, so we currently have uh, Diamondbacks minus $1.40. Milwaukee plus $1.15. The total's at eight. Um, Gallon on the mound, eight and two on the year, two point nine six ERA, one point one three WHIP. Going against Julio Tehran, two and two on the year, one point seven eight ERA, point eight two WHIP. What do you think about this one? I mean, fucking battle of the pitchers. Um, definitely going to be a, a huge pitching duel here. Um, I think that really does show that you can push uh, the under here. Um, I think you also have to look at the way. Both Arizona and Milwaukee. Who, who ended up batting. winning tonight? Was it Milwaukee ended up winning? Uh, hold on. It still says live on my page because I opened these up early. Uh, Diamondbacks won game one, nine to one. Game two went. Oh, come on, you. Because I know the. I know the. Brewers took a a lead at one point. Brewers seven to five. Yeah, the Brewers did win. Yep. Um, you know, Brewers have been not swinging the bats well in in the month of June. Uh, batting two sixteen, um, OBP of three hundred. Look, look at Arizona and what they've been doing in June, and, and the trends are. are you know, going up for them back to where they started in April, batting 271 with a 350 OBP, slugging percentage of 463. Um, you know, so I think you can you can push the Diamondbacks in this. Uh, you know, at least in the first five here, probably full game. No, you're not getting great odds there, but things have definitely changed now that uh, Milwaukee won tonight's game. You know, the the casual Brewers are going to say, oh. Milwaukee can win this one and win the series, but it's likely not going to happen. Um, you know, you, you got into some trouble in the seventh inning, and if it wasn't for that, Arizona would have taken this game. Yeah. Um, my only issue with the Diamondbacks, dude, is their bullpen sucks. That's true. Gallon 100% can go out there, you know, shut this sorry-ass fucking... Brewers team down, dude. Brewers suck. Yep. They're not good offensively. Um, Arizona pitched Adams for an inning tonight for 32 pitches. Wow. Nelson, two-thirds of an inning, seven pitches, seven strikes. And then uh, Ruiz, 16, 16 pitches. So Who pitched for the, who pitched for the Dimebacks? Uh, Nelson started. Went uh, five innings, and then Adams, uh, another Nelson, and then Ruiz. Who pitched for the 
Brewers. Uh, Ray did five and a third, 74 pitches. Then Milner came in for one and a third, 17. Wilson, three. Payamps, 16. And then Williams, 14. So Williams probably going to be available again. Yeah. That's really all that matters for them. They have to have a lead going in. Yeah, that's the problem, dude. They gotta have a lead. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't really see them like against right-handed pitching at home in the last month. The Milwaukee Brewers seventy-five WRC plus, only a one twenty-three uh, ISO. I mm-hmm. mean, they just have not been good. They haven't been good offensively this whole year. Julio Tehran four point three nine Sierra four point four four xFIP. So, like, there is definitely some negative regression coming for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's see. Who's he pitched against? He's Pittsburgh, pitching Pittsburgh, Oakland, Oakland Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Toronto, and San Francisco. He's pitched against some good teams. He's pitched against some bad teams. Yeah, a little bit of both. Um. Yeah, I mean, Zach Gallon, the crazy thing too, Ben... Zach Gallon has a great ERA and a great XFIP, and guess what? His balls, his batted average and balls and plays at 3-22. He's still that good. Yeah. Uh, he does have his days, though. Yeah, he, he definitely does. I mean, every pitcher does. It's hard to be perfect all the time. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, like. Five earned against Detroit. Five earned against Pittsburgh. Eight runs allowed. Yeah, he definitely hasn't been good on the road. Dodgers. He has a three point or five point seven nine ERA compared to on the road compared to one one ERA at home. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. I I think that's gonna regret. I think it's coming back to earth though. Yeah, that's that's gotta balance itself out. But man, he does not like to pitch on the road. Jesus. I has been good on the road. Versus Milwaukee. At home, he went seven innings, three hits, no earned. A walk and 11 strikeouts. Yeah. I like the Diamondbacks, man. Yeah, and at, at There's minus good, 130, 135. Yeah. That's not bad value there. They're too good. I'd probably go under eight. I might take the over because Julio Tehran is definitely bound to get fucking knocked up here soon. I think he's only pitched five five games. And it All could... of those games have been low scoring except for Pittsburgh. Yeah, but this could be the game where he finally comes back down to earth, Ben. Yeah, especially against a team like uh, Arizona. And, uh, you know, Arizona puts up six, and then Milwaukee puts up three. They get one off, one or two off gallon in the bullpen, you know what I mean? Like, I could see it happening. But I like I like, I like, like the Diamondbacks minus 140. Yeah, I think that big, you can, you can take it. Yeah, I think they got the much better offense. The much better starter on the mound. I uh, I, I like him at minus one forty there. Do you take him run line? 
I might look at it. I just plus one twenty. Yeah, I mean minus one and a half at plus one twenty. That's not terrible value. I actually might play that as well. Yeah, I just think that. Uh, man, wow, the- run line open minus one and a half for Arizona at minus one twenty. Now it's sitting at minus one and a half plus one twenty. So people are taking that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I might, I might honestly get to the window with that minus one and a half plus one twenty. I'm definitely getting to yeah. the window with that, with that money line. Yep. I like it. Like it. All right, let's get some best bets here. Let's go, y'all. What do you like, Ben? All right, we're going to start it off with the... Uh, I'm going to give one from each game here. We're going to go with the O's versus the Rays. Damn, don't uh, we're force gonna go it. First, what's that? Don't force it. No, we're going to go first five over okay. four, um, especially because of Taj Bradley there. Um, and then Tyler Wells having uh, allowing some runs in, in each of his games. I think you can, uh, you can really push that over four for the first five. Uh, for Mets versus Houston, I'm going to go Houston first five minus half a run. Um, and I am banking on uh, Javier there um, with him on the hill. I think you can definitely look at the at Houston. The Mets offense sucks. And then we're going to go, because I'm going three, we'll go D-Bags minus 135 on the money line. I do like that run line. I, I wrote down the run line at plus 120, but since I'm not going to force it, we'll go money line there. I feel it. Um, all right. I got two best bets. I'm going Houston money line minus 154, which you can find at Circa. Um, I just think it's a good spot for Houston with Christian Javier on the mound and coming off a big losing streak. Mets haven't really been able to hit. I also kind of lean that under eight, though. I'm not going to lie. I like that one, too. And I'm also going to get to the window with uh, Arizona minus 140. I also, like you, I want to, I, I will probably lay the run in a half too with a half a unit, but I will, uh, I'll lay Arizona money line full unit, 1.4 units to make a unit. Um, I like Arizona here. Gallon on the mound. I, do, I don't like this Brewers team, Ben. Like, I just, I don't think they're very good. And I think oh, Arizona is a very good team. Oh, we know. So, <laughs> I uh, I th- I think it's a good spot, especially since they lost. If they if if the Dimebacks won today, I'd probably feel a little bit different about this game and probably wouldn't even play it. The mm. fact that they lost today, I think this is a perfect bounce back spot. This is why you have your out ace on the mound so you could win series like this, dude. You know what I mean? Yep. There we go. Like it. All right, Ben. How was your beer? It was good. I was drinking the same one that I did on uh, Sunday, the Claritas from um, uh, Mike Hess Brewing. They've got a, uh, a uh, what is it, a tap room up in um, uh, Walnut Creek. So Love it. Um, yep. Went with their Kolsch 5.8, a little high again for their uh, Kolsch, but it's drinkable, nice and crisp, nice malty, malty taste to it, not, not so hoppy, and um, yeah. Good, good, good Pilsner. Hell yeah. 
non-fruity Pilsner. What'd you drink? I I sipped. I was sipping on another Odell. I bought like a pack of them, so I had yeah, to, I got a six pack of the Clary Dust. That was good. I had to finish them. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, they're they're good. They're tasty. They're easy to drink. Um, yeah, man, it's a uh, it's good beer. Sorry, I'm trying to find this fucking I'm trying to put my bets in for this right now. I definitely think I'm gonna take that minus half a run or minus one and a half for the Dimebacks open. Yeah, yeah, minus one twenty. I think that's very doable. I might get there with it. Yes, let's go. Let's get this money. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at TAPROOM underscore sports. You can follow myself at JordanRulesTSP. Uh, I will be back Thursday this week. Uh, with Swervin Irvin and AK will be breaking down Conference USA. We are getting ready for our college football preview. And then I'll be back Friday night with AK uh, doing baseball. We have another special guest on this week as well. Um, so we'll be talking more more baseball, trying to get to the window with some more winners. Our Friday shows have been doing pretty good. So regardless of we're AK or, or I are at. We're both on a little cold streak here, but that's okay. Yep. And then we'll be back Sunday with Big Ball and Ben Larson and Swervin Irvin. We'll be uh, we'll be talking Our more week. more baseball, but we're going to be getting ready for our NFL, right, Ben? Yeah, we got, definitely got to be starting that. I think we're, what, seven weeks away now, right? Are we really? Yeah, I think so. Damn, we're almost in June, but... I know it's coming up quick. It's definitely coming up quick. We we got to start previewing these uh, divisions. We might have to do two a week. Oh, there's only three in each conference. Yeah, so we got six weeks. Yeah, we we got to start this week. Yeah, we got to start this week. We got to then we got to do our uh, our pre. Well, we got the uh, season awards because NFL doesn't start till what like September 10th. Uh, okay, so maybe maybe After seven Labor weeks Day. to preseason. Yeah. Well, uh, preseason starts August, like the first week of August. Yeah, and that's six weeks away because I'm moving first week of August. So, so yeah, it, that that's what it is. It's uh, preseason starts in in seven weeks. We'll be putting our NFL schedule together. We'll be getting ready for it. Yours, yours truly had a great NFL season last year. Over twenty units of, <clears throat> hoping to continue that this year. I, it's funny, Ben. A lot of people will say, like, oh, NFL is the hardest sport to bet. Nah, dude. NFL, in my opinion, is the easiest sport to bet. And since I'm yep. saying that now, I'll probably have my worst year ever. <laughs> but really, all you have to do is just be contrarian, dude. Just bet against yep. the public, and you basically win the majority yep. of the time. It's insane. Yep. Um, with that being said, don't take my advice on that because I want to keep that a secret. We got to get, uh, we gotta get our, our super... Was it a, a super? The uh, the circuit challenge. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm trying to get AK in it too. So if you, me, and AK do it, then it's two hundred fifty a piece, and we can win up to six million dollars. Let's do it. I like it. 
Thank you, everybody, for joining us. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lives. Have a beautiful Wednesday. Happy birthday, Paisley. I love you, girl. Oh, hell yeah. Happy birthday, Pays. We're going to go see uh, some movie tomorrow that she wants. It. Elemental. Never heard oh, of it. Oh, yeah. That's well, supposed to be good. I'm going to go see that tomorrow and uh, have a good day, everybody. Let's get this money. Let's get to the window. Let's get these tickets cash. Let's go. We'll see y'all on Thursday for the Conference USA preview. We love y'all. Peace. Later.